These are the funniest people I know. These are the funniest people I know. Said improv riffing, colors and sketches, characters and interviews, and then some more sketches. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest people I know. Hello, world, and welcome to the Funniest People I Know podcast and radio show. I'm George Kaloris, and here with me today are some especially funny people. We have on the line, back in Atlanta, Alexandria Sweat. How are you doing, Alex? I am here (laughs) and counted for (laughs) us. Sometimes that's the best one can do. And joining us from his closet in Midtown Atlanta is TJ Jackson. How's it going, TJ? George, I'm here, I'm queer, I'm in the closet, but out in life. (laughs) (laughs) Glad to have you on the show, DJ. And this week, the role of Will Amato is going to be played by the very talented understudy and one of my favorite people, Lily Nas. How are you doing, Lily? Fantastic. Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for being on the show. We'd love having you on. Lily is a very funny actress and writer. She's collaborated with I think all of us on several projects. Uh-huh. She's a member of the Nonviolet Offenders, the sketch comedy team TJ and I work with. And the last time I saw Lily before today was the night before the world fell apart when she played Joey Potter in Dawson's Creek Live at Village Theater in Atlanta. Beneath the sun. We got it right in underneath the wing. Ever heard a phrase before? I don't know. They're all like mashed together in my mind, you know, so... Right before the bell? What is the phrase? That sounds closer to the phrase than under the wing. Yeah, I think think under the wing works. Right? What is this? I really enjoyed that show, and I was sad that our run stopped so short. But I had a moment where I was like, this might be the last live theater I watch for a long time. Dawson's Creek Live. Hey, I think that's a great way to go out. If you're going to go out, go out with Dawson's Creek. Exactly. I don't think we had any coronavirus outbreaks from the show, at least that I've heard of, but you never know. But we were also very well spaced out, I would say. I was very proud of the audience. We were social distancing before we knew it was cool. Setting trends out here. I got another Whitney Houston conspiracy update. And if you're a new listener, we've been following this story for a while. I believe that Whitney's been murdered. A couple weeks ago, we had an episode called Whitney Was Murdered, and you should definitely check that out. Lily, I think you know about my crazy conspiracy, right? Yes, you have something here. When I was following previous episodes, I was like, oh, my God, how in the heck is she upside down? I don't get how that would happen. My only thought was, because she was a bit of a druggie, I'm wondering if she overdosed and kind of fell asleep and was like trying to take a little nap nap and then somehow just rolled over. Got a little too comfortable. In her she tub? Just, She's like trying to take a nap? Is that what you're trying to say? Yes. Yeah. I've almost taken a nap in my tub as well, but then I remember Whitney Houston died doing that. A better theory than mine that she was violently murdered. It's much nicer. If you tried to drown yourself, commit suicide, I don't think you would end up on your stomach. There's so much that just doesn't add up, which is what had me really pursuing this. Two weeks ago, I mentioned that I read a book, The Murder of Whitney Houston, Confession of a Killer. It's a book by Winfred Salmon. In that book, he says that he interviewed a man who only went by the name of Snitch, who said he murdered Whitney on behalf of a secret religious organization called The Society. 
I told you guys that I was going to try to find Mr. Salmon and have him on the show. And TJ and Alex, you both said that that was a BS name, that that is not the guy's name. There's no way. No, I can't find anything else about this guy. I can't find him. He says he's a freelance writer. I can't find any articles he's written. The only hint I have is that he might be British because he puts O's in words like color and favorite when he's writing. Mm -hmm. But I found that he wrote another book, a sequel, called The Murder of Whitney, Snitch, and Bobby Christina. In this book that takes place after Bobby Christina dies, the writer, Winfred Salmon, if that is his real name, reaches out to Snitch again, the informant, and he finds out that Snitch was murdered, get this, in Roswell, Georgia. Wow. So somehow this crazy story comes back to Metro Atlanta. Mm, Okay. Winfred Salmon says that he talked to Snitch's wife. She gave the fake name Laura Winslow from Family Matters. Oh, wow. According to Laura Winslow, after Bobby Christina died, Snitch decides to take matters into his own hands. He goes to Atlanta and he confronts Nick Gordon, who is Bobby Christina's boyfriend. According to them, Nick Gordon and Snitch had a meeting and that's the meeting where Snitch was killed. The book ends with Winford Salmon accusing Nick Gordon of taking advantage of Bobby Christina, causing her death, and then murdering Snitch. And then, of course, you guys might remember that Nick Gordon died this year in January. So now there's uh-huh. nobody left in this crazy story. Wow. So wait, how did Nick Gordon die? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't looked into that one, too. There might be some weird sketchiness with cupcakes and water faucets with him, too. Everybody's had a weird, mysterious death who's involved with this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did we know that Gordon was a druggie as well? Is that a known fact beforehand? I think so. What if someone overdosed mm-hmm. him? There's no reason not to believe anything. This conspiracy runs deep. The society is really mad at all these people and seems to be taking them all out. Nick Gordon and Bobby Christina and Snitch. I'm really starting to get worried about us. What if the society starts listening to this podcast? I don't feel comfortable continuing this podcast. It's like figuring out the Illuminati. And and you know, everyone would be like, when they hear that Lily died of a heroin overdose, they'd be like, oh my gosh, it makes so much sense. I'm still trying to track down Winford Salmon. And I'm trying to figure out what's going on with, like, who snitches. Maybe if I can track down Laura Winslow myself. So I've been searching for obituaries around the time Bobby Christina died and looked up some police reports. <laughs> George. Yeah. I'm looking up police reports. We're researching obituaries. And now you're going to become a private investigator and search for Laura Winslow and the Mr. Sam man. First of all, the names are too outlandish that I just need you to be wary of this project. Is this where isolating is taking you now, George? I just feel like I'm the only person who's tracking this down. I know I'm on to something. There's the lights, the cupcakes, the water. It all fits into something. If I had yarn in my house, I would have a whole web of pictures <laughs> and thumbtacks on the wall right now. Yes. But no, I can't support your conspiracy rabbit hole. I'm concerned, George. (laughs) Are you concerned because you think it's true and you're worried about the society coming after us? Are you concerned because you think I've lost my effing mind? 
I think you've oh, lost yeah, but, your effing mind. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah, it's a little both. I say it with love, but I think you're going crazy, George. I definitely think there's something here, and I'm terrified for all of our lives. And if mm-hmm. all of us who work so hard in writing and acting and producing finally get a Netflix original based on this. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, that would be awesome. Who would play you? Probably Sarah Silverman. Oh, that'd be good. That'd be good. Um, oh my gosh. Maybe Timothy Chalamet. I think he'd play me and Lily. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Alex? Who's playing you in the Netflix version of this movie? It should be Niecy Nash, even though she's not my age. She'd be good. And of course, I'd be played by Christian Bale. Alex, do you think I shouldn't look up the coroner's report? Because I was about to order a copy. There's ordering involved? Okay. Since the fate of your life is clearly in my hands, George, I think it's good you have a hobby. So I feel like maybe you should do it. I'll keep you posted in case the society starts coming after me. I'm going to move on to another ongoing saga that we're following. And this is another true life situation. It's TJ's job hunt. TJ told us a few weeks ago that he was unceremoniously laid off from his job. And like Mm -hmm. so many Americans at this time, he's been really anxious about his employment. Alexandria gave him some leads. How's the hunt going so far, TJ? Any interviews or leads yet? Yes. I get hit up regularly for these sales jobs, these boring jobs, like investment companies and just things that I would not be good at. Nothing promising yet? Exactly. The most important part of this job hunt is the interview. And Alexandria and I thought we'd like to help you get prepared for your next interview. Are you up for it? Yes, I think so. Alexandria and I are the two managers interviewing you. Lily is another person who's watching the interview but is being oddly quiet, so you never know what she might have going on. Nobody ever introduces her, so that's like always that mysterious person that's just in the room during an interview, and you're like, why are they here? (laughs) Taking notes and then going, oh, when you say something. Yes, I was that person. Alex, why don't you take the first question? DJ, you're a project manager. Your team is working hard. I'm not a project manager. You are today, TJ, okay? Your team is working hard on a major project for a major client, and suddenly there's a smell in the air. Oh. You quickly recognize that it's a fart. Who do you blame? And it's not me? I don't know. Who do you blame? A leader takes the blame, though, right? So I smelt it and dealt it? I don't know. TJ, have you ever stolen anything from a job? No. Yes? No. Yeah, no. No. I don't feel convinced. I've stolen their heart. (laughs) I have a question that I think is a common interview question. TJ, have you ever been guilty of using company time for personal tasks, like shopping online for new shoes or shopping on Grindr for a hookup later that evening? Well, I don't shop on Grinder, so I would say no. <laughs> You're going to have to do interviews like they do on The Voice while nobody uh, sees you. I don't know. Yeah. Come on. Yeah? No. I don't know. I feel like it's a trick question. I feel like everyone does it. That's not a trick question. That's an admission. <laughs> right. My coworker's always on Zappos. No. That is true because to a gay guy, shoes are more permanent selection than a grinder hookup. This is the last question, TJ, that I have for you. 
I think this will really determine your character, overall work style, personality, all those things. Someone steals your lunch from the refrigerator. Would you, A, throw all of the other lunches away, B, find a lunch that was similar to the one that you originally brought and eat that, or C, none of the above? And if none of the above, describe what you would do. That's a good question. What is my lunch? Can I ask? It matters. A peanut butter sandwich. Oh, just a peanut butter sandwich? With Doritos or Sun Chips. There are Doritos and Sun Chips in the burrito? Where, where, where did we get a burrito? Alex said a burrito. We said Doritos. Um, ugh, I, I don't know. I, ugh, I probably... So my lunch was stolen? Mm-hmm. But no one else's was. No, I'm very bad at following the question. And I feel like you would Ross Geller the crap out of it and yell at the person <laughs> or next to the refrigerator and just be like, my sandwich. All right. Final question. A man works at a pharmacy. His wife is dying and the only cure is a very expensive medication that he cannot afford. Is it okay for him to steal the medicine from work to save his wife's life? So a man works at a pharmacy, wife is dying, and then there's a cure available or not? <laughs> I could imagine an interview that went like this. <laughs> PJ, can you tell me about your work experience? My 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 what my experience my experience like working like a job working or like working out? I'm I'm confused. Um, I I plead the fifth. So a pharmacist is dying and his wife has a cure? <laughs> I bet you're a lot of fun to play telephone with. An SAT like prep course. The ACTs are <laughs> Can I just say, what, how? How does that determine your intelligence to get into college? Not... I 100% agree with you, but that is a totally different topic. I don't know. I'm just saying, I'm just going to BS on the whole system. And my own high school, they didn't even do the grades correctly as all the other schools. 94 to 100 was an A. Come on. Seriously? Like when every other school was 90 to 100, and then it was like 94 and below, or 93 and below that was a B. And I'm what? not a 94 student. I'm a 93 to 84 something. And then I was also like a what 83 students i was either 94 and 83. this what? is your answer to the pharmacist question who should work for the white house i don't know anywhere else that's an okay answer yeah right tj i'm gonna wish you the best of luck in that you find a job opportunity that doesn't require an interview or meeting the supervisor before being hired supervisors yeah. rarely ever there anyway right they're always out of the office our interview questions seem to break you today, TJ. <laughs> only am I concerned for George. Now I have to add you to my list of concerns <laughs> as well. I'm going to try a different interview approach. Lily, yeah. how are you? I'm doing fabulous. Thank you so much for asking. How are you? <laughs> I'm worse than I was before we started the bit with TJ's job interview. I'm a little stupider than I was earlier this morning. Lily, I'm really glad you're on the show. The first time I ever saw you perform, you played Bruno Mars on stage. 
As I mentioned at the top of the show, you were in the Nonviolent Offenders. And I've really loved working with you. TJ and I have had the opportunity to write for you for stage and for video. One of my favorite videos you've ever done, TJ wrote, called Karen's So Extra. It's about an extra who's so extra. You've been really busy during the lockdown. In the last few months, you have done a sketch show for the Fringe Fest audio podcast called Armed and Dangerous. You've been in a stop-action animation show called Around the House playing Sprinkles the Cupcake. How did you like doing that? It's actually a donut. It was fun trying to find her voice and what kind of beef would a donut have. I figured probably jealous of their desserts from other countries. So I came up with that monologue with that inspiration. (laughs) It's really funny. Sprinkles the Donut was the USA Miss Pastry runner-up. She lost to Miss Eclair, who she says should have been disqualified for being European, which seems a little (laughs) xenophobic to me. Is Sprinkles anti-immigrant? I wanted to also represent what we as minorities are dealing with every day, and so I thought it would be funny Mm. to rent Trump supporters by being the minority speaking up as a Trump supporter. Sprinkles is a Trump-supporting donut? I don't think she knows who Trump is in her world, but there is another character who plays Turtle, and his name is Todd, and he's a military man and very much has small-minded conservative views. We'll see later that she might have a crush on him because of his similarities to Trump. But yeah. I love that there's these ongoing plot lines. There's a lot in the works. We've been talking about where we want to go with these characters. But yeah, she doesn't know much outside our world. So we're bringing that representation into the box. Awesome. You also released a new parody music video that's trying to help people be healthy. Isn't that right? Yes. It's called Water Rhapsody. And it's the music from Queen Bohemian Rhapsody. But I switched out the lyrics to talk about water and the importance of water and being hydrated. Lily, me, as a minority and also a very liberal person, because I want to separate myself from Sprinkles for a second. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a personal trainer outside of an actor, and I thought it would be funny to merge the two and sing and act in a video where I'm telling you in a funny way to drink water. I want to play a clip of that. Water, you give me life. You're made of H2O If I don't drink you, I'll lose control Water You're a part of me More than 60% of me, literally You're nothing without water. That's a really funny video. We're going to share that on our page. Good job. Good job. (laughs) Lily, you wrote that? That's awesome. I wrote it, and a friend of mine, Mary, who's in the video, she helped me. She's a music producer, so she kind of helped me put it together. That's really funny stuff. You're also a personal trainer, and you own a training business called Persist Fitness. Do you have any advice for us? A lot of us folks like me have gained the COVID-50. I'd love to hear some advice on what we should do. 
it's hard being in quarantine or isolation. A lot of our stress hormones are out of whack and maybe more elevated than normal. So a big part of that quarantine 15 is the fact that we're overeating. And then the combination of overeating with the stress is not great. And it usually causes increase in weight. I would say to kind of flip that mood and be happy and optimistic. So every time you're eating, and if it's not that healthy, you got some cookies or chips or whatever, as long as your mindset is, this is great, I love my body, or whatever to make you happy while you're eating it might help a little bit more. Obviously, you got to work out and eat right. But if you're going to indulge, indulge with a positive mindset and not a negative one so you don't release bad hormones into your gut. (laughs) No advice. So you think that eating your ice cream and going, this is an amazing moment and very delicious. I'm happy is better than eating it while crying in the closet and being ashamed of yourself. Hey, that's life changing. Maybe. Yeah. Yes. This cheesecake I'm about to eat that's in the fridge, every time I eat it, I'm always like, oh, my God, girl, you are so good. Why do you taste like this right now? Why are you blessing my spirit? Look at me. All of my best. My whole mindset about personal training and health and wellness is I specialize in working people out, so I know how to do that, but I also want to incorporate really being connected to your body. I feel like there's this divide between the mind and the body. But bringing that back together will put you in a better holistic and overall better wellness for your longevity. Obviously, eating healthy and eating clean. So 80% of that food, if that's healthy and clean, take that moment and have that 20% of the cookie or the ice cream or the cheesecake that you're talking about. Don't be like, oh, I'm throwing everything out the window because I'm eating this cheesecake. No, my body knows what to do with this cheesecake and knows how to fuel itself by eating this cheesecake. And I'm only going to eat it today. And then next week, I'll have something else because I'm going to eat clean the rest of the week, I think is better mindset than being like, oh, I'm so fat, negative monologue you have going on in their mind. That's really, really solid. I appreciate that a lot. If you are looking for a funny trainer who is also going to make you laugh, make you work hard, you should check out Lily Nas. At least I'm funny because a lot of trainers, they're very mean and I'm very fun and educational. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. We are now moving on to our battle of the week. We are doing another one of our versus battles. These are inspired by the Instagram versus battles. Recent ones were Erica Badu versus Jill Scott. We had Nelly versus Ludacris. Last week, ours was really epic. It was me with Madonna versus Alexandria with Janet Jackson. And I left the show feeling like I had won. Madonna had taken it. But then everyone on Facebook felt like Janet won that. That was a great battle. This week... (laughs) TJ picked the battle, and TJ wants us to settle a debate people have been having for 20 years. For this week's battle, we've got NSYNC versus the Backstreet Boys. And Alex, you got the Backstreet Boys. I've got NSYNC. Lily, are you a big Backstreet Boys or NSYNC fan? I grew up loving both of them, but then Justin Timberlake went on his own solo thing, and so then I was really into Justin. 
and I still love him, but it tears me up inside when I hear about his political views on vaccines. I have a master's in public health and I know vaccines work and him being like no to the vaccines, I'm not going to vaccinate my child, irks me and hurts me so much. I'm going to have to go with the Backstreet Boys today in this instant, but I got to see what you guys deliver for me to really vote. All right, Alex, you got the Backstreet Boys. Why don't you start? First of all, thank you, TJ, for giving me Backstreet Boys because I have always loved the Backstreet Boys and they have always been my favorite. This week we're coming to you and we're going to hit five categories. Round one, we're going to give you the first hit. Round two, solo hit. Round three, collaboration. Round four, personal jam. And round five, legendary song. For round one, I'm going to give you guys a hit that was released in 1995 by the Backstreet Boys called We've Got It Going On. They look about a smooth 10 years old in this video. I'm pretty sure they were older than that, but they are babied and fresh-faced as a mofo. And, yeah, we got it going on. What do you got, George? Somebody got it going on, but it's not the Backstreet Boys. (laughs) I'm not that into either of these bands, but you had to make me pick. I'd pick NSYNC, so I'm glad you made that suggestion, TJ, and assigned that one to me. The first NSYNC song was a pure hit. They came out swinging with I Want You Back. You're all I ever wanted You're all I ever needed Yeah So tell me what to do They're itty-bitty, they're all wearing these muscle shirts, Justin Timberlake's hair is that weird, blonde, wiry, Brillo pad thing. It looked just like a pack of ramen noodles. And they went, broke into the Billboard chart at number nine with this. I totally think that that's a bigger first hit than the Backstreet Boys. You're probably right, but good music is what the Backstreet Boys did. And harmonies, all of the singers singing instead of one of the singers. Or maybe two? Um, I'm going to have to go with Backstreet Boys. I just remember that song. And when it came back to me, I was like, oh, yeah, that's on Jam. TJ, what about you? Which one do you go for? NSYNC or Backstreet Boys? I don't know. All I ever wanted brought me back to, like, jamming out in the backseat of my mom's Volvo. I have to say NSYNC on this one. Round two is solo hit. This is... A song made by a member of the band who went solo. So what you got, Alec? What's the breakout of the Backstreet Boys? This ain't fair, because we all know who won the solo game between both groups. (laughs) However, Backstreet Boys had three artists who wanted to go solo. Brian Luttrell, Nick Carter, and then my favorite, A.J. McLean. I decided to go with an A.J. McLean. McLean? Like Mr. Clean? Is that how you say his last name? McQueen? (laughs) Is it like Alexander McQueen? Mr. A.J. That's what we're going to call him. He released a single in 2019 by the name Boy and a Man. Right now you got a better standing at your door I'll treat you like a lady 
great solo you know i love that lance bass album and i sure do love when jc went on his own but of course the only one anybody cares about is the one and only mr justin timberlake and my favorite song sexy back Love that he was working with Timbaland at the time. That was Justin at his peak. That's the winning song, and we all know it. There was no competition there. Judges inserts eye roll. <laughs> well, I don't know about sexy, but he's certainly bringing polio back if he doesn't believe in vaccines. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very conflicted. Does that mean you're going for Backstreet Boys on that one? Yes, I would have to say so. Wow. Wow. What yeah. about you, Lily? Out of all of the Backstreet Boys, I did have the biggest crush on AJ. Oh, my but I, God. I did not know that he went the country route. Now, JT, although has the whole polio coming back, is very, very talented. And I love Timberland. Like, that man can make music. And, fun fact, Justin Timberlake and Christina Aguilera's concert was the first concert I had ever attended in my life. So I'm going to give this to Timberlake. <laughs> Next round, Alex, is collaboration. What you got? I'm going to go back three years and give you all a collaboration that the Backstreet Boys did with a group by the name of Florida Georgia Line. And it's a song called God, Your Mama, and Me. And if you want to talk about a song that gives you all the feels, that hits you in the heartstrings, it's this right here. I present to you God, Your Mama, and Me. Never gonna run All right, Alex, I got you on this one. I'm going back to the third NSYNC album. I know you love this song. Everybody loves the song. They collaborated with Nelly to release Girlfriend. Girl, what you think? I'm about to Billy and Pink because my dough in sync. So tell your man bye-bye and tell him you're long. Ain't no need waiting up. You didn't find you another. I don't know why you care. Why you thinking about it, mama? He doesn't even know you're there. He doesn't even know you're there. 
me that's not better than the Florida Georgia line snooze fest we just heard. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, I see you dancing. Yeah, your dancing earlier shows something different. <laughs> uh, a- Body language says yes. Is it bad that I haven't heard of any of these songs? What? These are all new to me. What do you mean any of them? Both of these songs. What, Florida Georgia Line and Nelly one. Having heard them both for the first time, what do you prefer? I don't know. Neither, really. Can I just vote no on both? (laughs) Apparently so. All right, Lily, what about you? TJ's Uh, a big no, thank you. I do respect Florida Georgia Line, even though it's country. But Nellie's from St. Louis, and so am I. So I'm going to have to go with Nellie and in, NSYNC. In so I got Alex's vote and Lily's vote. <laughs> I did not vote. You what voted you with your hips. I was on vibrate. What? Shut your face. <laughs> <laughs> Moving to song four, that's our personal jam. What's your Backstreet Boys jam? I know that this song is going to take the cake because this is everybody's personal jam because it's a good time without further ado i'm gonna give y'all everybody I think TJ and I's version was better. Everybody comes together on this song. We got an iconic dance move of like hand shoulder isolation. There were Halloween themed costumes. They hit all of the major Halloween icons, the mummy, the phantom of the opera, Wolfman, some sort of aqua creature, and then whatever Howie was. This song is a jam. Any party you go to, you turn this on. Everybody is standing up. What you got, George? I knew you were going to play something like that. So I came prepared for this round. Here's my personal jam. It's in sync, one of their biggest hits. It launched them into stardom. The song is Bye Bye Bye. That's like the best, also a big dance routine, and it's all like, bye, which is one of my favorite phrases. Like, bye, bye, bye to the Backstreet Boys, because it's all about sync now. Oh, really? Okay, what you think, Lily? This is the hardest round to vote for, because I love, love, love both of those songs. Like, that made my teens a little bit better to deal with. <laughs> Green Day got me through my teen years. 
Let me just remind you, Lily, that NSYNC was marionette in the Bye 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 video, meaning that they had to be controlled. Everybody in the Backstreet's world was free to be whoever they wanted to be. They were monsters. They were free to be monsters, which you should run away from. Ooh. I need another round of debate here from the two of you to really decide, because this was good. This helped. All right, TJ, what about you? What do you think? Oh, yes, that is a very, very good point, Lily. I I don't know. Gosh. (laughs) (laughs) The TJ is out of gas again, guys. Maybe you're making monster noises for the Backstreet Boys. Is that what that is? (laughs) Yes. I did have crush on Lance when I was younger, and I think it was very telling for both of us. He had a crush on you, too. (laughs) I yelled out his name when I was at my first concert in sync. I don't think my sister was very glad that my mom made her bring me, but I think I have to go with Bye 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 on this one. I think I'm going to go with Backstreet Boys because... Alex did bring up a very good point about the inclusivity of all of us being a part of this song. <laughs> I just love when we come together as one and they just really cared about monsters and people and whoever in between. I'm going to go with that. Y'all, y'all took that to a deep place. <laughs> all, right. all right, another tie. It's going to all be decided by round five. This is their legacy song. What are the Backstreet Boys always going to remember for Alex? When I think of the Backstreet Boys, I think about being in a summer program in the seventh grade and all of us just out of nowhere busting out with, tell me why. I present to you from the Backstreet Boys' most successful album released in 1999, Millennium, I Want It That Way. I want it. One, I wish we were recording the video here because it looked like a TikTok with all of you lip singing and dancing to the song. It was pretty great. <laughs> yeah. and that, yeah. I mean, that song's, that song's real sweet and all, you know, it's, it's cute. It was oh. a big moment for them. I'm real proud of them that they got to have that. But I'm going to take oh. you back 20 years to the summer of 2000. Remember where you were, the summer of 2000. This was in sync's first number one single, but this is a song that is never forgotten. It comes up every year at the beginning of May. The song is It's Gonna Be Me. That's much better. Yeah. <laughs> Why they didn't ask you to join the group when Justin left, I'll never understand. <laughs> right? Exactly. I was right there at the age of nine. Like, <laughs> like JJ and TJ. Yes. What's the bigger legacy? Who's leaving the biggest imprint behind? Is it in sync with one of the biggest songs ever made? Or that really cute, sweet little song that Alex played? I forgot the name. <laughs> with one of the biggest songs ever made. 
or with the biggest song ever made. Think about that. There's so many songs being made. There's a lot of songs being made. All right, (laughs) Wait, what was Alex's song? That answers everyone's question. Telling me. Down to you, Lily. This is stressful. It is. (laughs) You look so nervous. What did we do to you, Lily? You were real like chill and up and now you're like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. (laughs) (laughs) So much responsibility to decide who wins. What is the We win nothing, but our band gets the title as the winner of the battle. What do you think NSYNC would do if they received a trophy in the mail from this podcast? They certainly wouldn't get vaccinated from what I've heard. Now I'm nervous. I feel like the, like the bashing and the bad talk that I presented, I don't want that to live on. And if I don't pick them, they're going to be like, who's this Lily chick and hate me? And then on the other end, Backstreet Boys is so good. They deserve to win too. So where do I go? So you're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. It's either going to be the society coming after you over the Whitney stuff or a boy band coming over to you after you get vote. Either way, this podcast appearance kind of sealed your fate. Or gave you your start. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Thank us in your award speeches. All right, so who are you going with, Lily? Uh, Oh, my God. I don't know. You're not picking a car or life insurance. I've never (laughs) seen you so stressed out in all the years I've known you. What? All right, I'm going to call it. I'm going to call it. It is a tie once again. We did not solve the debate from the last two decades. Listeners, it's up to you. Message us on Facebook. Tell us what you think. Who's the better band, NSYNC or the Backstreet Boys? <laughs> oh, my God. We've broken the show. This has been another episode of The Funniest People I Know. Thank you to our guest, Lily Nas. Make sure to catch her online at, at the Lily Nas. That's at the L-I-L-Y-N-A-Z. And search for Water Rhapsody on YouTube to watch her newest video. And whenever the world comes back and we have theater again, make sure to check out Dawson's Creek Live. Thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun. We record for the Georgia Radio Reading Service. Thank you to our producer, Jane Boynton, who edits the show. If you enjoy the show, please review and subscribe and share it with a friend. That's how we get the word out. You can email us at funniestpeopleiknow at gmail.com to tell us that NSYNC is the better band or find us on Facebook at Instagram at funniestpeopleiknow. Y'all have a hilarious week. Bye. Drink plenty of water or don't.